0: Welcome back to another episode of the Dog Bone Podcast. This one comes from one of our most recent Handlers Workshops and we quickly cover a number of topics including the importance of timing, place training, tying out a dog and the importance of good leadership. We hope you enjoy it. Timing is two different ways. Timing is literally the timing, which means the dog has a very short amount of time to be corrected or praised, to understand what it's being corrected or praised for. So we're going to correct the dog at moments, and you're going to miss it nine times out of ten. You're going to be late, and that means that there's nothing gained. So until you start to correct well and with good timing, it's ineffective. But in order to figure out when that is, we're going to work. We're going to help you work through that. The other part of timing is like timing as far as like the sequence of things. That's that's really important, too. You can't you can't start in the middle. I just we just posted a video on on um, Instagram, I think it was. But it was a little clip out of a seminar that we did. And we talk about like, where do you people ask me all the time? Where do I start? I got a dog. that's this, this and this. Where do I start? You always start in the beginning. The beginning for a 15-week-old dog might be the beginning for a 15-month-old dog. Same spot. It has to be in the beginning because the sequencing of it, the timing of the training, all has to be in alignment. So understanding that and understanding that the timing of precision when it comes to correction and praise, it's so important. So we're going to really, really talk about it. We're going to try to stress... We want to do it enough that it becomes reflex for you. It becomes so natural. It becomes so unthought. You don't have to think about it anymore. It just happens. And once you do that, boy, watch how your dog responds because that's how they learn. They have a really short memory. They have a long-term memory and a short-term memory. You're going to see the long-term memory tomorrow night because I'll put dummies out and they won't pick them up for 45 minutes. They'll have to remember where they were. That's a long-term memory thing. Then there's a short-term memory and it's like less than two seconds. And if it doesn't happen in that, short window of time they don't connect it to whatever it is we're trying to connect it to if you if your dog runs off or gets out beyond you and then you correct it place is the best thing place place training when a dog steps off the best correction is before the dog even puts his foot on the ground because you're timing it effectively for them to understand no ooh. Don't put it down. If the dog gets down with two step, two feet and then they take their third foot off and then you go, ah! They're gonna think, well, I can't put three feet on the ground. One foot's okay. Like, you missed it. You gotta time it so that it's so sharp and so precise and then you start to anticipate them doing it and you correct it before they even did it but you know they know what it is because they were thinking it and now you're starting to think like the dog. Like, that's the reflex. And I'm not even joking. It's, it's, when you do a correction like that, it's so effective. But the problem is, is you have to really be able to read the dog to understand what it is they're going to do before they do it. And that just takes, that takes time. Tying out a dog is a really nice skill, teaches dogs patience. Um, I'm starting to do it with Makina right now. She's terrible at it. She barks, She's barked last night, or she barked yesterday for three straight hours I can't let her off until she stops. So I keep her in the shade and I leave a little thing of water for her. And the other day I had a glimmer of hope. She stopped after about an hour and a half. And she was quiet for about an hour and I went, or she was probably quiet for about 20 minutes and I went out and I let her in. Yesterday she was right back on the wagon. (laughs) Three straight hours. I let her tire herself out. So I think that the reason I want to do that, do I have to do that? No, I like it early on to teach a dog to give to pressure to the neck, they'll pull on it and they'll feel uncomfortable. And I'm not on the other end of it, so I do like it for that reason. Because once I go to heel work, I'm gonna put a little pressure on their neck and I don't want them necessarily connecting me to a bad thing. So that tie out gives them an opportunity to understand, go back towards it, it doesn't hurt anymore. Pull on it, it's uncomfortable. I don't know that I need that necessarily. With, if, I do, if I do a good job with heel work, I don't always need that. But I do think it's a skill of patience and being quiet. And it's really nice. And I'm gonna do it with Makina again because I was at a grouse trial not too long ago and a couple guys took stakeouts and they staked their dogs out and they were nice and quiet. And they just laid there and it was a really nice way for them to be outside and in the fresh air and all that stuff. And they were really nice. Like it was nice to be around. Well, those bird dog guys use chain gangs all the time with their young dogs. They might be training 10 dogs and they'll stake out nine of them and work with one and they scream bloody murder just like is doing right now, but eventually they settle in and they realize this isn't so bad. It's a nice skill to have. Place training, arguably one of the most valuable things we do with a dog. It's, it's, I think, really nice to have in a million different scenarios, and that elevated bed makes the difference for them understanding the timing. Because when they put their foot down, if you're there with good timing, they learn it. If they're on a pillow... And they're laying on it, and they're doing what they're supposed to do, and then they roll over in their sleep, and all of a sudden, one arm's off. And then their shoulder's off. And then they roll over, and three-quarters of them is off. What do you do? Do you correct them at that point? Because they don't understand what you're correcting them for. So, like, making it black and white it makes it easy. It goes back to being fair. I think it's a real fair way to teach a dog to understand. The nice part about place is they can move around about on it, but they don't have to be sitting. Like... Remote sit is important, too, and we'll work on that. It's a drill we're going to do. But that means your butt goes down and your feet don't move. That's a lot to ask of a little puppy for a long time. That place, I do that with seven, eight-week-old puppies. And I'll take them to shows, and they'll see four or 5,000 people in a weekend, and they won't come off their place. The bed is what makes it easy to do. Leadership principles, connection and feel. I think that um, what's interesting to me is I see... Dogs that have a lot of potential, I mean, they might have the best genetics in the world, they're just full of potential, but without a good leader, you don't see them develop into much. I also see some dogs that rescue dogs that we don't even know what kind of dog it is. We have no idea how old it is, we have no idea what its lineage is, we don't, but I see them turn into amazing dogs with good leaders. So the sweet spot is when you can marry up the idea of the dog's potential, which I'm big on, like I, I breed dogs a little bit and I. I'm really into the genetics part of it, and then you team it up with a good leader, because then you you maximize what what they have inside of them. So that's why you're here. You, we can't. We're not going to change anybody's genetics here. We're going to change the, the the influence that you have, the leadership part of it. So I do think that um, it's directly connected to the handler's abilities. Our dog's weaknesses are typically ours. Like we. We are the weakest link a lot of times when it comes to these dogs. So, um, I I have I have some personal examples in my life. I have worked for some companies in the past that have that I feel had really strong leadership. Boy, they got the most out of me. I mean, I would have done anything for them. I would have. I just I wanted to make them happy. I wanted to make sure that you know if they if they in- inspired me or motivated me by saying you do this project and you do a good job, you get a big bonus. Or they said, you make one mistake, you're fired. The guy who inspired me with this idea of do a good job, you'll get a nice bonus, got way more out of me. Because I didn't work really well under, out, of, out of fear. Like I didn't, didn't want to take a chance on will this work, will, should I try this. I didn't want to do that thinking I might lose my job if it doesn't. Where when I ask a dog to go out at a distance and hunt, I, really, I, I got to develop their, their understanding of what I'm asking them to do, but then also this inherent thing in them going, I can do this for you. There's, a, there's this idea of that, that's how we get the most out of them. So I just don't think it's a fear thing. I don't, it's, not our, it's not our approach. Um, I think recognizing softness, we already talked about this, softness in a dog is an advantage to me. I think that it takes less to get more. So um, there's a word out there called discipline that we talk about a lot. Um, When it comes to dogs, it all of a sudden becomes a negative. Where in reality, you know, Steph Curry is probably one of the... Everyone know who Steph Curry is, basketball player? Probably the best... Maybe one of the best shooters in NBA history, but definitely one of the best shooters in the league um, in recent years. He's probably one of the most... Everyone knows he's probably one of the most disciplined players in the league. If you know anything about his like practice routine, his warm-ups, his he I just read something he was doing some charity thing. I mean, the guy's a good guy. He's not you're not going to Saturday night he's not getting in trouble. Okay? He's really well disciplined. He's got his dad was an NBA player. I mean, he's he's got just an incredible level of discipline. And that's a real positive thing. I'd like my kids to have that. When it comes to dogs, we bring up the word discipline and all of a sudden we start thinking we're beating them up. And I think that's something that's, it's not accurate, it's not fair. I want my dogs to be well-disciplined. I want them to understand expectations. I want them to follow it. So I think we have to, we have to shift that idea.